Welcome to Living Brightly. I'm your host, Paige Schmidt. This podcast is dedicated to women who aspire to co-create a bright and purposeful life with God. Here, we'll have conversations and share stories about what it means to live brightly as women who are unconditionally loved by God. So let's dive right in and embark on this transformative journey together. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Living Brightly. It is so special to be here with you today. This is literally a dream come true. I'm so thankful for this brand. I'm so thankful for our first week together. It's been so exciting, so fun. If you haven't seen the website yet, you can head over to pageschmidt.com and check everything out. But seriously, I am so beyond grateful. As I was preparing for this episode, I grabbed my Bible, And I was writing down some verses and I came across this verse in John 15. It's John 15, 11. It says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And I am feeling that so much this morning from Jesus that my joy is full and I feel so grateful to get to do this with you, to get to be here and live brightly with you. So thank you for being here with me. Thank you for listening. And today we are going to get into some super fun stuff. We are talking about pruning and removing obstacles that dim your light. So when you think about a light, think about a a light bulb that has like a fresh, shiny light bulb. You just got back from Home Depot. You just went into your living room, stuck it on the lamp, you turn it on, and it gives light to the entire room. And it's amazing and it's beautiful and it feels so fresh. And after a while, the more you use it, as the light bulbs start to go out, you notice maybe it starts flickering or it starts to get discolored and dim. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about how do we remove the things from our life that are dimming our life so that we can shine bright and give off light to the entire room, wherever we are, around us. That is our mission. That is our purpose, to give off light to everyone around us and to point all of that love and that kindness and that glory all back to God, right? So we're going to talk about that today. I want to share some inspiration from Hebrews 12, 1, which says we all have these great people around us as examples. And I'm giving you this verse from the easy to read version. I thought it would be super fun to use this since I'm assuming many of you are probably like me and you're in a space where you're seeking God. Many of you probably already know God. And then there are going to be some of you who are just seeking God and you're curious. So I thought it would be fun to, as often as it feels fitting, use the easy to read version of the Bible so that it's super easy for people to understand. This is the kind of thing that I needed when I was a baby Christian, when I first became a Christian, when I first began my walk in relationship with Jesus. So the easy to read version says, we all have these great people around us as examples. Their lives tell us what faith means. So we too should run the race that is before us and never quit. We should remove from our lives anything that would slow us down and the sin that so often makes us fall. There's another scripture in the Bible that talks about Uh, a, a sort of definition of sin that I love. And it says like for anyone who knows the thing that she should do, but doesn't do it for her, that is her sin. And I'm saying her instead of he, as I'm talking to mainly women here on this podcast. And I love that to me. It's so 
telling, it allows me to ask myself the question, yeah, what are the things in my life that I know are so good for me? They're those things that really light me up that I feel called to. Like for example, uh, one that always comes up for me is to drink less or zero alcohol. And it's just, it's just a personal thing for me. I know that I feel like my most authentic, brightest self when I'm not drinking or I've had just like maybe one drink. And it's not a legalistic thing. It's just something for me that I know feels so good for me. And so that for me is one of those things that it's like, yeah, we should remove anything from our lives that would slow us down. Um, For me, that would be one of those things. And it's so obvious for me to see. I'm like, that is a thing that slows me down. So what in your life is something that you feel slows you down or makes you not quite able to feel like yourself, show up as your most loving self? Uh, Perhaps it's habits that you've fallen into that you know no longer serve you. Perhaps there are things in your life that you want to be consistent with and you're really struggling with consistency. And that struggle around consistency also feels like it's dimming your light. It's taking a toll, right? What are some of the things that occupy your mind and feel like they weigh you down? And I just want to speak to this for a moment. It doesn't always have to be our circumstances, but it could be our perception of our circumstances, our perspective, right? So I might say, oh, well, it's really weighing me down to have to wake up in the middle of the night with my daughter. But if I shift my thinking about that and I shift my perspective of waking up and I shift my perspective to something like, wow, God's grace is like continually renewing me. And so when I have to wake up in the middle of the night with my daughter, I am so grateful to be her mom, to wake up and to get to hold her and love her. And hopefully one day when she's an adult, she will remember like my mom loved me. I remember feeling loved from my mom and I can count that as such a gift, like such a blessing. And so that perspective shift, it starts to change my energy And it allows me to shine brighter in those moments when I wake up and can be with my little baby girl who I love so much, right? And so much grace here as we're talking about this. I 100%, 1000% know what it feels like to feel tired when you're waking up with your kids or to feel uh, angry when your kids are doing things like testing boundaries and smacking you in the face or, you know, you're telling them, no, don't do something and they turn around and they go do it right away. I so get it. I am human. But what I'm suggesting is sometimes the way we react in those moments, we can love call those reactions out and say, huh, for me, does that feel like something that is dimming my light? What would it look like for me to shine brighter in that moment and to give glory to God, right? Like to shine a light back to him and say the only way that it is possible for me to show up in this patient or loving way right now is because of God and because I'm asking him for his grace and to continually renew me throughout each day. I'm asking him to help me care for my soul so that I'm not feeling so fatigued and tired, but that I have the capacity to show up and do this with him, right? It's a with God question. So I want you to consider, my encouragement for you today is to consider the areas where you feel your reactions, 
your habits, behaviors, thoughts, any of these things are dimming your light. And you can do this messily, right? You can grab a sheet of paper and you can just jot down thoughts that are coming to you of like, you know what? I'm going to do this with compassion and love. I'm going to look at my life and I'm going to say, the way I'm reacting to my spouse at this time of day in these moments, this really feels like it's dimming my light. The way that I'm obsessing or overthinking about these certain areas of my life, this really feels like it's dimming my light. It's taking a toll on me. If you can fill out like that full sheet of paper, imagine being able to take this sheet of paper and giving it to God, surrendering it to him and saying, I cannot do these things on my own. I need you to come and help me. This is coming to my mind now. The verse in John 15 is a metaphor of Jesus and the vine and believers as the branches. So I'm going to read it to you. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you stay joined to me and I to you, you will produce plenty of fruit, but separated from me, you will not be able to do anything. Okay. So now I'm getting all excited and I want to read it to you, the fruit of the spirit. So I'm flipping in my Bible to Galatians 5. And I'm reading to you in verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, are these not things that you would love in your life? Imagine your life overflowing with these fruits. Like it makes me emotional to think that like these are the fruits that God chose for us to have when we abide in him. Let me just read them again. (laughs) But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now back to that verse on sin and that, that verse that I shared with you helps me define in my life. Like, okay, what is sin for me? When I think about the things that I know I ought to do or the things that I know I want to do, but then I don't do them, these are some of those things, right? I want to be loving. I want to be joyful. I want to be patient. I want to be kind. I want to be good. I want to be faithful. I want to be gentle. I want to have self-control. And when I don't do these things, there's sort of like a, a frustration, right? But all of us fall short of these things. That's why we need Jesus, right? We can abide in him and he helps us through us to be these things. So separate from him, when we're not connected to him, that is why we, all of us, struggle to do these things. Okay, so let's look back to John 15 again. Give some imagery to this. For a while, when Marco and I moved back from Reno, we lived on a vineyard. And for eight months, we got to help our family friends on this vineyard. And it was so amazing to get my hands on these vines and like really feel and see what scripture was talking about and what I'm about to read you again. And it just made so much sense. Like there are even parts of scripture that says like any any branch that's not bearing fruit, we need to cut that off. And we need to prune the branches that are bearing fruit so that they can bear more fruit. So in real life with vines, that is exactly what you do. We would go around and we would do this thing. I think it was called like shucking, where we would prune the fruitful branches that were, they were like bearing fruit. Fruit was coming like at the the lowest uh, level of the vine and we needed to like cut that off. So all the energy would go up to the top of the vine and it would be more fruitful. And then the branches that were literally dead, we would just 
pull them off and throw them on the ground. And then a lawnmower would come and just like literally just chop them up and they would just literally wither away with the sun. So when I do those real life things that give me this super practical real life vision, this image for what the Bible is talking about, I'm like, they really knew what they were talking about in the Bible. That's how I feel because it makes so much sense. So again, the verse, I am the vine and you are the branches. This is Jesus talking. If you stay joined to me, so a with God life, and I, Jesus, to you, you will produce plenty of fruit. But separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. So can we have some compassion for ourselves here? Who of you listening feel, so you are connected, God is in your heart. If you believe in Jesus, he is in your heart all day long, every single day. But we're not always thinking about him and conscious of him. But I know when I am thinking about him and conscious of him, that is when these fruits appear. It is when I'm thinking about doing life with him. And the more that I'm pouring into my mind scripture and learning about Jesus, the more present I feel he is in my life because the closer I am moving myself to him, right? And he is always available to me and to you and to be there and to guide us and to help us and to help us produce some of these fruits. So the compassionate part is, as it says, but separated from me, you're not going to be able to do anything. You're not going to be able to do any of these things or have any of these fruits. So if you are lacking in your life, you look at your life and your reactions to things and you can say, geez, I really feel like I'm lacking love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control and gentleness and faithfulness and all of these things. Ask yourself, how much of your days are you spending consciously with God, you choosing to be close to him? That is how I feel my joy. When I have gone through super hard seasons, and it's so fun to be able to talk about this so much now, uh, in hindsight, I've mentioned it before, you know, just in the history of this whole business, but now that I've evolved to live brightly and I've publicly announced bringing God into my brand and talking about him more and using scripture to inspire things, I'm so excited because we will literally never run out of things to talk about. There's so much here. And I'm also excited because I get to now share with you things looking back like when my mom got diagnosed with cancer and she was given a year to live and she lived a year to the day. Uh, And I feel like that rarely happens, but it was like exactly what they said would happen is what happened. I was able to have such deep and profound joy in that really hard circumstantial season with her and my soul, although there were very much times that I felt anxious and afraid, my soul was ultimately able to have peace that didn't make any sense. Peace that surpasses understanding because Jesus was with us. We moved so close to him in that season because we were so dependent on him. We needed, we wanted his comfort, his peace, and he gave it to us. That's why when the Bible says, ask and you will receive, it's like move close to him. Ask for the peace that you want. Ask for the patience that you want. Ask for the comfort that you want, and he will give it to you. So I'm going to pause here. You guys should know that I have like some bullet points that I wanted to cover in this episode, and I've only scratched like three of them. (laughs) So we're going to make this a multiple episode, and we're going to continue talking about pruning and igniting our light, letting our light shine to point back to God. Like I want everyone listening to say, 
okay, yes, I can see how I need him in order to feel these things. That is my ultimate purpose here for you is to see your need for him and to see the goodness that comes when we depend on him and for you to have so much grace and compassion for yourself that you and me apart from him we can't just be super patient and have all these fruits all of the time if you feel that you're struggling to have these fruits it might be because you need God and he's calling you to become closer to him and to be in relationship with him and that's my favorite thing about God and Jesus is that he wants to be in a personal relationship with you and me he wants us to wake up in the morning and say hi good morning God good morning Jesus can you help me get through this day? Can you help me be patient? Can you help me have a with God day to day where I'm conscious of you? I'm thinking of you when I feel anxious. I surrender my worries to you. Can you please be close to me and help me to be close to you? I love it so much. So I just want to encourage anyone for who this is speaking to today to pray, pray for guidance, ask God. He doesn't want your prayers to be fancy. He he literally uh, says in scripture, like, don't use big fancy words when you come and pray to me. Just come to me. He already knows everything that's on your heart. Just come and voice those things to him. It will help you feel closer to him. He will hear your prayers. He knows your heart. Pray and just say, God, can you give me some guidance and be open to letting go of anything that is slowing you down or causing you to feel like you're stumbling through life. Like, you know, your, your light keeps being dimmed in these certain ways and it feels frustrating to you. It's okay. We are all in that together, but the good news is the closer we are to Jesus, the more we abide in him. He says, if we stay joined to him and he to us, we will be able to produce plenty of these fruits. And I don't know about you, but a life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That sounds like a bright and shining life to me. I want more of those qualities more of the time. And it is so freeing for me to know that it is not me striving. It's not me that needs to strive for those things. It's just me that needs to move closer to Jesus and seek him. And all of those things will be added to me, which is also some scripture. You can look that up. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you next week. It is so good to be here with you. And I'm so grateful to get to have these conversations with you. I hope you're encouraged today. Thanks for tuning in. If you desire support and community in your journey to living your bright life, come join us in Live Brightly, a transformative space that combines coaching and community, specifically designed for women who are ready to co-create a bright and purposeful life with God. Together, we'll explore the depths of his love and uncover the radiant potential within you. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to live a life that lights up the world around you. Join Live Brightly today at pageschmidt.com forward slash live brightly. We'll see you there.